It's Buzz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Thursday, which means we're going to get ourselves some NFL action tonight, huh? Big game. Everybody excited? It's like the Super Bowl. Panthers, Bears, huh? It's a big game. Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far. We got the date right. Let's (laughs) start off east today, right? It was... um, it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm looking at everything this morning. I'm like, God, just, how do I, how do I pick a real favorite in this game? Like, I know the, the Bears are technically the favorite and whatever, but and and I thought the Panthers would would play better last week than they did. And I'm looking at everything I'm like, wow, this is Al Michaels is gonna be ticked off hardcore tonight. I I think he's gonna sound apathetic by the second quarter. Um, have you seen? <laughs> Poor Al. That's how his career is ending. It's, I mean, it, is it because it's so focused now that, that we can catch it? Because obviously, like, even though you were the A team with Madden all those years and, and, you know, all these other things, you still got bad games. Is it because it's a feature game and we can all see it coming? Is that why it's so bad? You know what? I want to take back my comment. Not poor Al. Someone's yelling right now at their phone, working out. Oh, poor Al, huh, guys? A million dollars a game to work twice a week? Oh, oh, only two days a week. I'm sorry. Yeah, poor Al Michaels. What a tough gig he has. Forgot what you said, Levesque. I was too busy yelling about myself and arguing with myself again. You said something about John Madden or something? It's all good. No, yeah, everyone has bad games. Everybody has bad games, and this is what happens tonight. But we will talk about Panthers and Bears because it's football and because there are some type of storylines still sitting out there that actually could even connect to New York. What's a What's a... What's the worst game of of these three? Tonight's Panthers Bears, uh, Giants at Cowboys Sunday afternoon with a I think it's up to like almost eighteen point, I think it's sixteen and a half, seventeen in their favorite. So it sounds like a blowout. Or Sunday night, Jets at Raiders. Of of those three, forget that we're from New York. Which is the one that you is the least interesting? The entertainment level. So I'm ranking this from least entertaining to they're most. all on at the same time. You have one screen. Which one are you? Which one gets center stage? Jets Raiders. That's the first. That's top. Yes, that's the most entertaining of those three. There's a little bit of a drop off after that, and then Giants Cowboys the second, and tonight's game is third. Wouldn't you think tonight's game has a better chance of being competitive than Giants Cowboys? Yes, I would agree to that. I think the entertainment level I'm talking about, Giant fan, unfortunately, is. You ever play a video game with somebody who doesn't know the rules and like they're trying to move their players around and all of a sudden you just get blasted? Like if someone didn't know how to play Madden and they had the old hit stick, that's Giants Cowboys. That's what What, that game is. uh, Pro wrestling. Is it a squash match? Yes. Is that where they just come out and just beat the daylights out of the other person? Goldberg. The king of that. That, Very Goldberg like. All right. Um, I'm, I'm very, I've, I've been very clear all week. I'm very nervous about Raiders Jets. Based on the way the Jets played against, the Chargers, the Raiders should win this game. However, they're not the favorite. They didn't open as the favorite, and as things have gone on, it's they, it, the money is moving their way, but it's public money that's moving their way. So the only hope I have, and I'm sorry, Jets fan here in New York, that I'm going to do this to you. I'm I'm. There's a lot of distractions in Florham Park right now, guys. Today, I have found four members of the Jets organization. Dare I see? key members of the Jets organization who are publicly dealing with distractions. 
How would you like me to start? Who would you like? uh, I, I don't know any of these. I'm, would you like you the coach? Would you like an offensive lineman? Would you like a defensive lineman? Would you like the actual Jets organization themselves? Each one of those is currently handling a distraction. Let's do a sandwich here. I'd like the coach first. Okay. I'd like the organization last, and I'll let you pick the middle. Okay. Coach first, Robert Sala. As we heard, as we played for you yesterday, he pled the fifth when asked why he's not giving anyone else a chance besides Zach Wilson. He has since then come out and said, quote, we're all on the same page when speaking about Zach Wilson starting. So any conspiracy theory that might be out there, we're on the same page. Robert Sala is taking issue with Robert Sala. He is very upset with that gentleman, <laughs> and he wants to know why he's out there talking about these conspiracy theories that don't, don't exist in, that for him. I just imagine Robert Sala giving that quote with the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> or at least wink at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they'll be like, they'll be like, yeah, I'm so mad that somebody went out there and said I was hung over today. Uh, excuse me, so that was you. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, Please the fifth. Ting. <laughs> Zoom in on his eye. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, the there were kind of questions and theories out there that maybe just maybe he's being forced to play Zach Wilson. But up until last week, or this week, I should say, he was always the biggest cheerleader on his behalf. Out there talking about, you know, it's lazy to blame it all on Zach. Zach's got this. He's getting better every week. Look what he's doing. We're going to win these games. And then he said, I don't know. I plead the fifth. And now all of a sudden, he's a little disgruntled with the fact that there's a conspiracy out there, that conspiracy theory, that he doesn't have control over who his quarterback is. You did it. That's on you. <laughs> All right. You wanted um, anyone next? Uh, Dean Lineman, I believe you said, or a lineman. Right. How about let's go Mackay Becton first. Uh, next, I should say. Mackay Becton has taken public issue with another team, with another player, has nothing to do with him. But um, there was an interview out there circulating where Will Levis was asked about the way he's been treated and interact with Ryan Tannehill, to which he's, you know, said, look, yeah, Tannehill, it's been great. It's not like he's mentoring me or anything, but he's I've learned a lot from him. And he came up to me and said, Hey, your first team now, these are your snaps. Mikai Becton decides to tweet out, why didn't he mentor uh, Malik Willis? Which and then, you know, a couple other gifts and, and all the memes and whatever, which basically implied Ryan Tannehill's racist. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. I've seen that story today. I don't know if I jumped to the racism, although social media did. Social no. media headlines. It, come on, it is. It is. I think it's more about he might hate Ryan Tannehill because I don't believe even how the Levis thing has been set up. And I know like the organization came out and said how great of a leader Ryan Tannehill is and how great it's been to have him in the lock. All that's nonsense. Like I have never, Levac, maybe you've got an example. I never remember seeing or hearing quotes about the great leadership skills of Ryan Tannehill. Oh, no, no, no. People hate him. Right. So I think he didn't. It's the other way around. I don't think he's even mentoring Will Levis. I think the no, quote no. that yeah. was like, hey, you're the, getting the first team reps. That saying it out loud could be viewed a lot of, you're getting the first team reps. You're the boss. You're the starter. Well, you know, Ryan was really nice. He handed that ball off to me. I don't know if I believe it. So I would take Mekhi Becton's side, although I get what you're getting at here. He's trying to stir the pot with comments like that. New York will run with it like they have. I I gotta be honest with you. Two two levels of issue here. One, 
Don't start now, won't be nothing. What like shouldn't you be a little more worried about you know blocking possibly Max Crosby, Crosby or whoever else? Like shouldn't you be doing something else? But two, why would you believe anything different? Again, you went in, you dove into this one. What Beckton was Louisville. Lou, Willis was Liberty. Yes. Um, Will love it. Like he's got. There's no. I was looking for other ties between these guys, and maybe there's one there. Maybe, but Beckton's never played with Tannehill. No. Um, he's never, to my knowledge, he's never played with the other guys unless it was like you know some weird level of of practice or something. It seems. Listen, let's say what it is. It seems like he's called, like Ryan Tannehill is clearly a jerk. Like he's not a guy that, and and I say that. I've never actually met him. I've never heard a firsthand account of him where it's like, oh, one of my favorite guys I've ever worked with, Ryan Tannehill. I love that guy. There's a reason he's out of Miami. There's a reason that people didn't like him in Tennessee. There's stories of rookie corners picking him off in practice and him making their lives miserable for doing their jobs. Like, this, that's all out there. He was very clear. He did not want to. It was not his job to mentor uh, Malik Lewis. He, Willis, he, he now is out of the job. So it's different. He was competing with Malik. I feel as though Makai Becton has chosen to kind of make an accusation, a vague but accusation against Ryan Tannehill. And and though he's a jerk, there's just between a jerk and a racist jerk. He might be. He might very well be. But I don't think it's fair to just throw that out there unless you have some kind of information you should share. I will let you believe that. I don't know. I, look, Ryan Tannehill could be racist for all I know. I don't know. So could be. I, I think the bigger, grander point is that you and I feel of Maybe now it's not the time. Maybe now it's not the time for a hot take. You want to do a radio show and a podcast, someone will find you a mic. Maybe not on Twitter when your team's not winning. Right, and everything's going wrong. Okay, so so Salah's mad at Salah. Becton's mad at Tannehill. So neither one of these makes sense to me so far. This one makes a little more sense. Quinn and Williams, a little miffed with Troy Aikman. Just a little upset with Troy Aikman. Um, if, you were, uh, if you were watching, you heard Troy Aikman say that Quinnen Williams has said he is, I'm sorry, quote, he calls himself the highest paid decoy in football. Quinnen Williams is like, I've never spoken to Troy Aikman. I don't know what he's talking about. Troy Aikman's verbiage does leave it open to that someone else has told him that Quinnen Williams said this. I thought Troy Aikman was okay with this. I think Becton is uh, Quinton Williams is just trying not to get wrapped up in it. So he's just, I don't know, Troy Aikman. Why is he talking about me? And of the three you've presented, this one I like the most. Okay. Of validity, response, a take, because I'm with Quinton Williams strong on this. Jet fan, maybe you felt this way watching that game against the Chargers. I don't know what was up with Aikman during the broadcast. And Joe Buck was a little bit with it, too. Like, it was a little too snarky. A little too inside joke. Let's make fun of the Jets. The game wasn't great in the second half. I get no, it. Zach Wilson's right. not good, and you got to get through the game. But Aikman kind of was really hating on the Jets in that game. And even in the post game, there's that clip that's gone viral of every time Scott Van Pelt was asking Buck and Aikman about the Jets, he like kept looking at each other like they had an inside joke they wanted to say. So Aikman was being weird. And the word decoy could have been easily changed with threat. Or double team because Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle, it's double teamed. So it's like, hey, I'm going to go out here and act like I'm going to pass rush. I'm going to eat up two blockers and somebody's going to make a play. So if I get paid to help my teammates out, quote unquote, decoy, 
then great. That's my responsibility. That's why I get paid. The way that context was set up does not give Quinn and Williams a positive light. I'm with him on that of how that was spun. I might be able to push you a little in the middle. Uh, so I think it's remember he Aikman said Quinn and Williams said he was that. So Quinn and Williams wants some sacks. He wants some tackles for loss. He wants to do he wants he wants some schemes set up where he gets to go in there and and wreak havoc a little more, a little more fame oriented, you know, just a little, a couple more stats to, you know, justify the salary, even though anybody who's really watching can see he, he is, he is a, a of havoc. Yeah. So the quote from Quinn and Williams, when asked about it, quote, I never talked to Troy Aikman. I never said that to Troy Aikman. Like, I don't know where he got that from. At no point did Quinn and Williams say, I never said that. Quentin Williams said, I never said that to him. So somebody got loose lips around here and needs to shut up. <laughs> so I think, and and I could, in a season like this, where the Jets are, we're getting really close to a potential civil war in the locker room between the offense and the defense. If I'm a guy like Quentin Williams, who is a leader, we saw it. We saw it during hard knocks in the, in the 23 seconds of the entire season where they weren't showing you that Aaron Rodgers runs that team. You saw everybody... You know, running up to Q and being with Q. I can completely understand why he's upset that right now he's the guy. All, his A great game for him, the way the games have gone so far, is for three dudes to push on him so that another dude can get in there and, and make the play. I can see where he would be like, listen, I, I'm all about it. A couple, two, three times a game, maybe make it where they, you know, I've only got two on me, and I can go back and eat the quarterback. So I... <laughs> We can be mad at Troy Aikman and Joe Buck for kind of being jerks because they do. They are jerks sometimes. They're better than Mark Sanchez and Chris Collins <laughs> and a long list. But it sounds to me like everybody's mad at Troy Aikman for doing some research and getting the scoop. A little rabbit, rabbit ears, too. You know, if the media asks you that question, like Troy Aikman said this during the broadcast, players yeah. probably shouldn't care what they say about broadcasters, but I like where that is spun now for Williams of. Oh, hey, who's the mole? Coaching staff, player, what's right. going on out here? Loose lips, as you said, right? I, yeah, and, and 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 good on Williams for being able to go. Oh, I, you know, doesn't doesn't lie, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, deflects. It's good uh, evasion. And finally, of the Jets issues, the last of them is the Jets organization themselves with Peyton Manning. As uh, Peyton Manning and Luke Bryan hosted the uh, CMAs last night, and Peyton Manning said to Luke Bryan, Do you know the difference between Taylor Swift and the Jets? To which Luke Bryan fired back with, Taylor can sell out his stadium. Manning goes, You nailed it. It's okay. I mean, it's an award show joke. It's not. Not great, not terrible. Not Shane Gillis, I, not Chappelle yeah. up there, but you know, got got the pop you needed, I guess. And then Manning literally said, "I had you do that punchline, so I wouldn't get in trouble." However, the Jets, they heard you, and they tweeted out a the, that video with a picture of a sold out Jet Life Stadium with the green, the fireworks, and everything. "Quote: What are you talking about, Peyton?" <laughs> so at this moment in Jetsland. Quinnen Williams has issues with Troy Aikman. The Jets themselves have an issue with Peyton Manning. They left Luke Bryan out of it. I guess they didn't want that smoke. Mekhi Becton has an issue with Ryan Tannehill. 
and Robert Sala has an issue with Robert Sala. And those are the ones we know about right now. Stay distracted, boys. Silver and black. Commitment to excellence. Just win, baby. Let's go. I like calling it the post-COVID petty. Something happened after COVID where the level of pettiness, especially in sports, got raised like, oh, oh, you said what? Get those social media interns on it. How dare they ever say that? There is a lot going on with the New York Jets. We didn't mention a lot of football there involving the New York Jets, but there is something odd going on about that line, what Jet team we can expect to take the field, what the over-under is going to be. There is a lot happening in that Jet Raider game that I'm still struggling to get a good handle on. I have less of a handle on this game than I had where Jets-Eagles, Jets-Chargers, Jets-Bills. It's a tough game to figure out for both teams. I'm leaning more towards the Jets who we just talked about, but there's a lot of mystery around this one. I'm going to ask, I say that to a Raider fan who may or may not agree with that. Oh, no. Well, it's both sides. Yeah. It's both sides. So you've got the Jets side. I still firmly believe if, I know if is whatever, if they didn't cough up 14 points to start that game, they might have beat the Chargers. Zach Wilson is not an exciting watching quarterback. I mean, he, he looks 8-bit to me. The way the quarter, the ball like pops out of his hand straight up in the air and then goes forward somehow. <laughs> um, and But the Raiders, like are the Raiders really what you saw last week against the Giants? Or was that just a lot of emotion and now they're going to come right back down, crashing on earth and get and that defense is going to make Aiden O'Connell look terrible. There's there's really – you like to do this. There might be some live wagering on that game. Yeah. That might be, that might be one of those games where you, you just whatever until it's there because the way the line is moving, the public money is on the Raiders, but it's not moving very fast. So there could be smart money on the Jets. There's, there's a lot going on with that game that just is going to cause me issues. So I'm glad they have issues of their own because there's – that you know, Basically, so you're telling me the chance. Um, coming up, your boy, the the big French toast. He's my guy now? French toast, yep. <laughs> Made his uh, Madison Square Garden debut. Didn't go so well. Didn't go so well for you, did it, French fry? Huh? It's next. But first, let's talk about our good friends over at Elevation 10,000. Post show today. We're going to yeah. go visit our friends yeah. at Elevation 10,000. We're going to say hello. We're so excited to see some of the expansion. Well, you know what, LeVac, we've had the opportunity before tonight right. to see what's going on at Elevation 10,000. If you haven't, you will be impressed, maybe even blown away by the coverage that Elevation 10,000 can give you. Whether it's that digital marketing and the team they have assembled for you, whether it's videos, whether it's audio, however you want to expand your brand, elevate your brand, Elevation 10,000 can do it. Trust me, when you see their location, you're going to say, wow, I get what LeVac and I have been talking about all these months. Do you think there's gift bags? Oh, I hope so. Right? Like, So here's... <laughs> This is greedy. I get it. I know. I'm being greedy. But when somebody does the things that Elevation 10,000 does, like I don't put a lot of stickers on my computer. One of theirs is because it's like it's the my name is and it's uh, hello, I am doing my best. Like that's I love that. Like a lot of their <laughs> stuff is just very cool. It's very timely. It's very it's great. And it gives you good ideas to do other things move forward. If they have gift bags at this thing tonight, I might try to steal four. I might try. I might try to get my hands on four of them because I'm excited. It's that good. Right. So just that kind of excitement can be what people have when they deal with your company, your brand, your vacation, your your family party. Elevate all those things with Elevation 10,000. Nick's Hoops next right here at Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Bull riding. 
the perfect fusion of strength, skill, and pure willpower. Professional bull riders aren't just athletes. They're daredevils with cowboy souls. Come experience the true modern West, where eight seconds of glory will create a lifetime of memories. It's PBR Albany at MVP Arena, December 29th and 30th. Tickets at Ticketmaster, PBR.com, and the box office. Hold on tight. The ride of your life is about to begin. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Chris Williamson. Well, it's your girl, Tarika Foster-Brasby. What's up, y'all? It's Dee Dee Richards. And we're the co-hosts of the brand new weekly basketball podcast, Three on Three. Honest and insightful conversation from three of the best in the biz. So lace up your sneaks. Please stretch before you pull a hammy and check ball, because we're ready to play, baby. Okay, period. Listen to the Three on Three podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, it's LeVac and Gaz, and one of my absolute favorite ways to beat Gaz is back. Fantasy versus reality, thanks to our good friends at Hooters. I'm giving you three fantasy football plays that are going to beat their projections. LeVac's giving you the three wagers you need for the NFL weekend. It's thanks to our friends under the orange roof on Wolf Road. It's Hooters, the best place to watch NFL action all football season long. 70 Wolf Road Hooters is kind of like the mixture of fantasy and reality. Reality, great food, fantasy. Hello, Hooters girls. Fantasy versus reality after Top 4 at 4 every Friday right here on LeVac and Goss. Nobody rocks the holidays like Mayfair Jewelers. Our rock stars hit the stage with lab-grown diamonds with maximum brilliance. Indistinguishable from earth-grown diamonds. We are at half the price of most local jewelers and major online sellers. We cut out the middleman and import these diamonds directly from the growers overseas. Right now, when you spend $500 at Mayfair Jewelers, get a pair of tickets to TSO November 29th while supplies last. Mayfair Jewelers, Latham and Glenville, lab-grown diamonds. Expert advice, rock star pricing. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hey, kids, breakfast. Look at you making smiley face pancakes. Seems like you're feeling much better. It was the Mucinex Fast Max Kickstart Severe Cold and Flu I got you, huh? Definitely. Good thing I took it the other morning. So you're ready to go for a walk? Yep. Any more pancakes? Save the biggest smile for you. Aw. New Mucinex Kickstart gives all in one and done relief with a morning jolt of instant cooling sensation. Come back with a kick with new Mucinex Kickstart. Use as directed. LeVac, I want to tell you about our friends over at Mohawk Honda. Drive my pilot to work today. I parked in a different spot in the parking lot out there, and our friend Rachel's like, I didn't see you come in. Where was your pilot? I didn't see your pilot. Where's your pilot? Oh, looking out through the window. Checking out the pilot. Sounds like Rachel might want a new ride. If you want a new pilot or a vehicle for Mohawk Honda, the place to go. Glenville, New York. Stop in. Say hello to everybody. From Greg Johnson and Lindsay Herdon. Cam McKenna is who I worked with. Cam, shout out to you, man. Show me that a pilot can fit my budget and how Good it is for my life with the two kids and more. 
Whatever ride you might have in mind, talk to the great staff there. They want to work with you to get you into a vehicle that fits your lifestyle and, most importantly, fits your budget. People you trust during the car buying experience. I hear all these horror stories of people who don't even want to get a vehicle because they want to work with people. Mohawk, Honda are the people that continue two, three, four, five cars with years plus that you continue to go back because they're people you want to work with making that huge purchase in your life. Whatever it is, 2024s are in stock. You want to trade in your vehicle, they want to find those out. Are hot. I, oh, those yeah. Are, I like yours. I love those. Those are really, really nice. I know all about it from experience. And if you want to stop by and say hello, love you to do it. LeVac and I are going to be broadcasting live for Mohawk Honda with the renovations and more on November 28th. It's Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. I, are the Knicks good? I think the Knicks are good. Like So... You, you you spoil Harden's debut with the Clippers. You were favored, I think a point and a half favor. You win the thing, you cover the whole nine. You're a ten and a half point favorite last night over the Spurs and 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 Wobbly Mama or whatever his name is. Wobbly Mamba? Is that yeah. the new nickname for Victor Webinyana? Um, not Mamba, Mama. Wobbly Mama. M O M M. M A A. Yeah. Uh, you one twenty six one oh five. They win. I gotta be you know, honestly too. It's pretty funny. You asked what I thought his stat line would be yesterday. I wasn't super far off. I think I said he'd have like thirteen, fourteen points, which he did. I said he wouldn't have that many um, rebounds, but he got those. And I said one retreat, and he's gonna have to do that because he has ticked off the fans at Madison Square Garden. Um, we are talking about a dude who said, "quote When asked about MSG." It's not as big as I expected, but still there's a vibe here, which not the worst thing you could say. However, Knicks fans heard you and we're waiting on you. Uh, quote, he going to learn today. One Knicks fan <laughs> on Instagram, uh, another one said, oh, I'll show you big Mr. Wobbly Mama. <laughs> uh, that's because you big as hell. Don't disrespect the garden. <laughs> you see how we treat Trey Young when he come here. So, like, people going off on him because he said it wasn't that big at, at Madison Square Garden. That's a diss now? Like, Knicks fans are that sensitive? He's seven foot six. Mm. What do you expect it to be? The Rose Bowl? I Well, he's seen all the other. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty comparable to most of them, right? He's I mean, from across the pond. Maybe he really, honestly, like, when he hears about Madison Square Garden, he probably thinks it's the world's most famous arena. This must be the biggest arena in the U.S. That's probably where his mind jumped to. And he wasn't right. But most, most, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty similar to Amway Center. It's pretty similar to TD Garden. Like it's, it's, you know, I didn't, I know we were going to size shame here. <laughs> I, I was I'm not prepared. I, listen, Madison Square Garden had just been in the pool. Okay. It's, it didn't, it, it was a little shrinkage. Um, but I, I gotta go back to my original question still though. How good are they? Are the Knicks are the Knicks that good? They played awesome last night. There's been a lot of games you hit on that Clipper game. There's been a few other games the Cav they played earlier this season too. Where I was like, okay, like I mean, most of the nights, most of the season, RJ Barrett's been the best player on the floor. That one last night, yeah, I think it's a fair take. From like midway through the first quarter, it felt like this one's over. The NBA's the biggest comeback sport. You get a bunch of threes, especially in the second half. 12, 14, 16 point leads could get. Gone fast in the NBA from the basically halfway through the first. It's like, okay, New York's better than San Antonio, but the big Frenchman's going to take over. 
okay, he's going to have a spotlight moment. He's going to go viral with a dunk or a play, and that's probably what we're going to remember. Not really. The Knicks were just flat out better. Now, look, there's a reason why San Antonio got the number one pick. There's a reason why this time last year, Greg Popovich trashed his team in the preseason. Straight out said to the media, we're not winning the NBA championship. They got a ways to go. And everybody wants to say one guy can change a franchise. It's one guy plus other players. But yeah, let's not undersell the Knicks performance last night. Absolutely. They're pretty good. They played really well last night. Yeah, it, it, it was it was nice. It felt good to watch. And it's the first time this year they played back to back one back to back games. They played good games back to back, but they haven't won back to back. RJ Barrett has been as good as he's ever been to start this season. So he's been in, uh, he's played in six of the eight games so far. Uh, it's the fourth time he scored twenty or more points. He played very good defense. Uh, his passing is is legit now. And um, he's five for nine from three, and he hit all of his free, his, his free throws. So he's on the season. He's forty seven percent from three, eighty seven percent from the foul line, and he was not any of those. It was, last year he was terrible. So if he can keep this up for the whole year, is there a point where you look at him and he actually is a third overall pick? He actually is. A, a, a superstar? Do you put him up there with Jalen Brunson? Do you put him up there with... I guess Julius Randle's pretty much a superstar when he wants to be. I know you know this expression. I said this expression to somebody today. They never heard it before. If the battle right now for the Knicks is that who is better between Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett, and can both of those players be a superstar? Hell, even an all-star? That's a champagne problem. If you're arguing about how good your young talent is on the team and can they get too good because you've only got one basketball, another champagne problem. That's where we're at at this point. Like, if Julius Randle's by far and away the third best option on the Knicks and R.J. Barrett plays like this and Jalen Brunson plays like this, that is a Knicks fan's dream. The problem with the Knicks, and you and I are, are culprits of this, and so are most Knicks fans, is that we're so used to having the conversation of who's the superstar the Knicks are going to bring in for 15-plus years. But all of a sudden, now when a guy's playing well, they're like, yeah, but we he wasn't in that conversation for superstar. We got to bring somebody else in this conversation. No, no, no. Like, he is that good. Will his legacy, his superstar status, all-star status be defined by the postseason and what he does? Of course. But he's playing just about as good as a Nick fan could hope. He's getting the love he deserves. He's the second or first best player on the team. And games like that last night, you got to just shrug your shoulders and be like, what else more do you want out of this guy? He's been Awesome for the Knicks so far this season. I guess. All right. Am I am I wrapped up in the, in the stardom too much? Like again, when I'm looking at it, Jalen Bronson should have at least been in the conversation to be the MVP of the NBA last year. He should have been. He he probably was the MVP if we're being real, but he he should have been talking about more. So I'm, I'm giving him full superstar status. Is is there enough with those three, Brunson? Barrett, Randall, to go toe-to-toes with the Celtics, with everybody, like in a meaningful series, do they have enough star power now to get it done? Let's play this game because I'm going to answer your question with a way we look at the East this year. Let's say these two are the superstars or star. However, I know that's actually a big classification in the NBA. But let's just play this, okay? The Knicks got Brunson and they've got R.J. Barrett. The teams who could be in contention this season. I'm going to give the, in no particular order, the Bucks, 
the Celtics and the Sixers like in another class because they do have some all-stars and MVPs and guys who are really good. So let's just chop those guys away. And Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics. So like the fourth seed, ripping off teams here. Pacers, Hawks, Magic, Nets, Raptors. Heat. So the Heat went to the conference finals last year, and the Heat got won the conference finals, got the NBA finals. They got some players. But all those other teams, unless you're a Tyrese Halliburton fan, unless you're a Cam Thomas fan, Banchero fan for the Met, like the other names of, quote, stars on the other Eastern Conference contenders, in my mind, aren't better than the Knicks. Like all those guys are really nice players. But the Knicks sit here with this list of impact players, probably ranking fourth or fifth. If we're doing it just by best player on the roster, if we got the NBA 2K rankings out, the Knicks are somewhere fourth and fifth. But even that fourth and fifth ranking, that's realistic. That's a realistic spot the Knicks could be in this season. So do they need more? Can they be more? Sure, that's the hope. But against their competition, they're they're better. At least what I'm seeing so far this season, they could be a fourth or a fifth best team in the East because of who the other stars are in that conference. So... You answered my question with a no. They don't have enough star power. <laughs> I did. That was a long to no. win a series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm, I, I I like how you broke it down. Don't get me wrong. So you you're putting them in contention for the fourth team. Yeah, I also omitted the Cavaliers because they have Donovan Mitchell, and my point wouldn't have been as strong. I did <laughs> I did leave that point out, but now I've been called out on it, so I'll admit that. But they're in contention for the fourth the fourth best spot. In the East is, is what you're talking. Yes, about. I don't know, if but Nick, not not Boston, not Milwaukee, not Philadelphia. I think that's a realistically and fair take. So what you're telling me is earlier when I said they should go get Joel Embiid, I was right. No, I didn't say that. No, no, no. You and Corey and Greenwich can have Joel Embiid, Jamal, Brian and Clifton Park, these other Knicks fans who want Joel Embiid. No, you do not need Joel, and I don't think Philly's going to give him up at this point. Well, who's the who's the 76ers player? That's too much star power for the for the Knicks if it's not him. No, 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 no. That's why he's in his different category. Okay, that's why the Bucks with Greek Freak and Lillard and Tatum and Brown and all that stuff. That's why they're all by themselves. So I get what you're trying to say. Well, guys, if you say those guys have superstars, why don't you just go get their superstar? Well, if you can, I mean, maybe he throws a fit at some point. Maybe they maybe they they slide down the board a little bit. A couple of they become three instead of like like one. You know, he starts getting disgruntled and upset and. Pulls what all what all stars in Philadelphia do. I, I want to go somewhere else, please. <laughs> I'm under the impression right now that Philly thinks they can win it with this now. Because Philly did him and Ben Simmons, it didn't work. Philly did him and James Harden, it didn't work. Now they're going to say, it's just you. You're the one left. You, Markel Fultz didn't work. They had a number one pick well, for him. Playing his, yeah, he's awesome. Massey's playing great. Like they, it's a different team. Yeah, he's the big star, but Kelly Oubre, all those guys are, are fun. But Pat Bev is there, you know. As a backup. Madman he is. Yeah. I, so again, all right. I just want I just want to say that this is a positive conversation. If I added you all Embiid, I'd be the best team in the NBA. Is what you're telling me? No, I did not say that. I didn't say that. I did not say that. If I added the Greek Freak, I'd be the best team in, in the NBA. Yes. Well, then why wouldn't it work with Joel Embiid? Because the Greek Freak is better than Joel Embiid. But if you put Joel Embiid with Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett. No, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. You just don't like the Greek freak. You like? I mean, you still like uh, Joel Embiid. You he like has the process. That's right. I think he has more to prove because no, I'm not an Embiid fan. I think he's okay. I think he's been very, very much overhyped, and this is a huge year 
for the legacy of his career. I think he's a little bit of a stat stuffer at times. Mm. So is he your current Wilt Will Chamberlain? Is that what you're trying to tell I, us? I didn't say what are you trying to say? Here? Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain's by himself. That fraud. <laughs> we talk about stat stuffer. I don't know. I for the Sixers. By the way, Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hardenstein did a great job against the French Fry. Did a great job going toe to toe with him. Did you hear the stat about Robinson before last night's game? No, I'm not. I, I'll admit I did not look up the stat, but I'm pretty sure this was a stat that at one point. Mitchell Robinson had more rebounds, more rebounds this season, one player than two NBA teams. That's I believe how, that. That's how many rebounds he had. Dude, two NBA teams did, couldn't touch Robinson. Did you hear his, like, the Knicks need that toughness under the under the rim? Like, you know, used to be Oakley, used to be this guy, whatever. When he was asked about how you're going to guard um, a 7'4", foot 7'4", foot whatever player, he, he said, quote, I'm not really worried about that tallness S. <laughs> Just go out and play hard. Like, that's what I want. I don't care about that tall poop. That's not a big thing to me. I don't care how tall he is. I'm seven foot. I just gotta go play hard. Doesn't mean like I. That's what I want for my for my dog underneath the rim to be like. I don't care about that poop. But he didn't say poop. He didn't say that. Robinson's really good at this point. He's not the greatest offensive player, but I think no, he's, no. He's, he's accepted. That's it. not his job. No, he's accepted. That's not his job. Have to be. His job is to go out there. He's like uh, he's like the enforcer in hockey. That's what I want. I want him to go out there and throw elbows in the paint. We got deep into numbers there. We got deep into the NBA talk. And NFL Don't worry, talk. I got tabloid stuff coming up. Yeah, this might be, if you're listening with your wife or your fiancé or your girlfriend, this might be maybe their favorite segment of history of LeVac and God. So stick around for that. Lily and David Fine Jewelers, if you're going to get her something nice. Now she's sitting next to you right now listening. So this is for you, ladies. Ladies' Night is coming up on November Woo! 17th at the Shops of Will. What is Ladies' Night at Lily and David Fine Jewelers? Night where ladies are welcome. That's when you get to stop in and shop around a little... Ooh, I like this. I like Ooh, that. Hello. You talk to Alyssa. You talk to David, Tammy, hello, G, the staff there at Lillian David Fine Jewelers, and make yourself a wish list for him. Hey, I stopped in at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. I listened to that sports show. It was LeVac and Goss. We we're going to talk some tabloids and stuff that I like to talk about, and I'm making a wish list for myself at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience, guys, my engagement ring, Lillian David Fine Jewelers. The wedding band, five-year anniversary gift, holiday Ooh. gifts, and more. I continue to go back to the family-owned and operated business, Alyssa and Dave, Tammy, and Jay, I want to give them a second shout-out because they're so easy to work with. And if you don't know anything about jewelry, they're going to teach you it. So you get compliments, and she loves what she's wearing around. It's Lillian David Fine Jewelers, the shops of women. Don't forget, Ladies' Night, November 17th. For more information, check out Lillian David Fine Jewelers on Facebook. And when you stop in, tell me heard about my story. Gaza's story from Fox Sports, 95.9 and 980. The Vault reminds you that on Thanksgiving Day, your family will no doubt gather around a dining room table filled with good things to eat. Take this time to reflect on how fortunate you are and give thanks. Happy Thanksgiving from The Vault, Coins and Estate Jewelry. The Vault is a leading buyer and seller of golden jewelry and silver coins. It's Lovac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. There's, um... It's become abundantly clear that uh, in order to do an effective sports talk show or have an effective uh, sports event, you need to speak about, involve, and or reference Taylor Swift. Now, it's the the rules have changed. Like I, we don't we don't make the rules; they come down from on high. Look, we prep for the show. Yeah, we look at the numbers. We see what's yeah. going on. I don't know who's behind it. I don't know who started oh, I know. it. But they're putting up numbies, okay? (laughs) We're seeing a reflection of some interest in Miss T. Swift and everybody associated in the Taylor gang, as I'm calling it. I um, I saw on, 
it might have been Twitter. I don't remember where it was. Where, and I'm not going to call it X. It's stupid because you don't go to X, you go to Twitter. Um, my husband has put out a Taylor Swift fine jar, like a swear jar. So every time his wife references Taylor Swift, especially if it's involving sports, she has to put money in the jar. Um, did I did, <laughs> did I tell you about the wonderful uh, the wonderful girl who watches my son Wes at daycare? Her shirt. Did I tell you about her shirt? No. She dropped off Wes yesterday, and she's got a shirt on, and it's the NFL logo. I'm like, oh, cool. She's nice. a football fan. That's awesome. And it's got the big NFL logo, and it says Taylor's version. It's as uh, if Taylor's taking over the NFL. I go to her. I go, I like your sweater. She goes, huh? and like she tells me she's automatically startled. She's like, oh, thank you. I'm a big <laughs> fan if you can't tell. I'm like, whoa. Like, you're buying NFL gear, taking the NFL logo out, and just dropping Taylor Swift re- references. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, uh, man. Um, all right, so let's let's do a little. I've got questions. We got she, she's she's got things going on. She's become sports. She is sports. I'm gonna let her finish, but uh, she, she's you know the, the greatest sports story of all time. Um, I, I guess one of the things I'm I'm having trouble putting together in my brain is Patrick Mahomes' wife Brittany cooler than we thought. Is Taylor Swift not as cool as we thought? Or is there a chance that Taylor Swift is being paid to hang out with Brittany, Sp- Brittany Mahomes at this point? <laughs> I want to hear this. What? So we know like they did They did a watch party. Like They hang out at the games. They have their own handshake now. The, and all, like they, they even did a chest bump and all this. They do all that, right? And then they, they were hanging out at a party, whatever. Now they're hanging out again. And they're all over social media. Um she's on Brittany Holmes is on Taylor Swift's Instagram. So what I was wondering like, is, is, is there a chance we just got a really bad view of Brittany Mahomes? She's not nearly as obnoxious and annoying as we assumed she was based on when she was init- initially shown to us. Um, is Taylor Swift not as cool as we thought she was? Or my third theory is all of this is an amazing marketing ploy. And Patrick Mahomes said, Hey, look, I love what you did for, for Trav. Travis Kelsey and our games. How much did be my my wife's friend so that people like her? <laughs> he cuts her a check for her, like what? What do you think it's like two three mil? That's very sad. That's Patrick Mahomes is pretty doing, awesome though, right? Paying people to be the friend of his wife. Well, it now puts her in a positive light. Yeah, everybody, likes her. everybody likes her now. It was that in quarterback, wasn't she on the quarterback show? I didn't watch the quarterback show, but she yeah. like her image has been changing rather than getting the hate about her celebrations in the suite and everything else. I have to ask you a question here because I okay. want to I want to weigh in here and give a really strong take and tell you how I really feel about it. But this is again one of these scenarios where I'm going to feel like I'm an alien. I'm from a different planet when it comes to the dating scenarios that okay. I've lived through and you've lived through. Okay. My wife and I have been together forever, and her group of friends and my group of friends have mixed. They've come together because they've known each other and we grew up with the same people and from the same area. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah. But is this what happens when you get into your 30s and like your mid 30s where because this is the teammate of a friend's wife and you're in a social setting and he's in a social setting, you just have to become friends. I don't want to call it adult daycare, but again, at the Jeff Levac on Twitter, at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z, if you're married or you're dating in your 30s, maybe this is what life is for you. I really don't know. I feel like I'm an alien in this scenario. I feel like it is. Like, is he just being forced to do this because this is what you do when you date someone in your 30s? You become friends with who they're friends with. Friends on... Uh, an associate, maybe even friends, too strong of a term by me. There, it, it's it it's more, 
um, is more prevalent than you would think. It, it is well because you're stuck together. You all have to like there, there's a hundred percent. Like it doesn't work for me because I refuse to date. But I've but I've had like you know I've hung out with friends and I've had a, a female friend with me, and you know. Once the two weeks is up, they go away. Whatever, it's what you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> and I've like it, it, you definitely can tell when your your friend's wife or girlfriend that's they were like they were planning a friendship with the other person. Like it was oh I've Jeff is bringing so and so, and it's like oh it's gonna be so great. No, nah, I broke up with her. She or she broke up with me or whatever. <sighs> but here I got a new friend. Yeah, all right, whatever. But like it, so, it does happen. I think. But it, it it's not it's not like a perfect scenario. I, I would think if if Brittany Mahomes was what we thought she was originally, which is obnoxious, they wouldn't be hanging out like this unless unless they're both obnoxious. Or again, someone in marketing went, you know, hey Pat, uh, we got we got something for you here. Um, we think we can salvage your wife's terrible image. He's like, my wife has a terrible image. Yeah, she's people don't really like. She doesn't she doesn't have a good Q rating. Like people don't really like her. Oh wow, that's crazy! What what do we do? We pay Taylor Swift to be her friend. We pay Taylor Swift to to hang out with her, take some pictures. Well, what what do you think? What do you think my wife's gonna think? Oh no, you can't tell your wife. She just thinks they're really friends. And then, oh, how much do these cost? Probably about fifteen mil. Probably oh, 10, 15 gosh. mil. I mean, it depends how many. Probably two to three mil a hang. But it is know? my wife. It's worth it, right? Yeah, but it worth, makes her happy. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do this. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll do it. I I just I wonder if that's a thing that happens. I just I I, I don't know. Cause yeah, I just. I have I have trouble believing that that anybody wanted to be friends with Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> Let's. I don't know Brittany. I'm sure she's maybe You've nice. seen the videos. Seen we the know videos. enough. Next what? thing you know, Taylor Swift's gonna be hanging out with Jackson Mahomes. Then we're gonna know they're being paid. Let me throw a Drake comparison out to Taylor Swift here. Okay. Because one of my funniest. I she's can't... the anti-Drake though. Like they win when she's around. Ah, you, you already know where oh, this right, finish okay, is gonna go. Right, I like right. this. Because Drake, as LeVac just said, usually associates with teams that lose. The Raptors did win a championship. I still find it hysterical, that video you can find of Drake, an adult, sitting in the team meetings and doing shoot-around with Kentucky basketball teenagers, which is hysterical to me. But do you think it ends if the Chiefs don't win? Let me use a comparison. i got to be really careful here because two of these people do live locally in the Capital Region. So I better watch what I'm about to say here. Usually I can get away with this. These two people do live in the Capital Region. So these two people dated from their freshman year to their senior year in college. And I'm like, I I don't know if they like each other, to be quite honest. (laughs) I I actually don't. I feel like she's coming here because they go to different colleges, and she just likes these set of people at this college better than the people she has at her college because they were close enough campuses. And then, like, the week after graduation, they broke up. Like, that poor kid went through four years of college with a girlfriend, and then when college ended, they broke up. Is that the scenario we're getting here with Taylor Swift? Where if the Chiefs get upset by the Bengals or the Bills, and Taylor's like, oh, I was going to do next year's Super Bowl. You were supposed to win. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about this all offseason, about what it meant for my, oh, I'm not associating myself with a loser. I'm out. Now I think uh, that might be a realistic theory, that she might dump him if uh, they're out, because the NFL wants all this. The NFL, here we go, conspiracy theory. You Chiefs haters, there you go. The NFL wants the Chiefs to win because Taylor Swift numbers ratings. These goofs talking about how great the numbers are doing. Conspiracy person, LeVac, we're feeding them right now with the stuff we're talking about. But there is some type of legitimacy, dare I say, to both our conversations right well, now. I, here, here's the situation that we're, we're being told. She's in Argentina for her tour right now. 
Uh, they're in a bye week, the Chiefs. Uh, all reports are leading that he's headed down there to watch some shows. So he's going to travel to Argentina from Kansas City to watch shows. That's a serious relationship. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. That's that's real there. But you have to remember who we're talking about as well. She's going to break up with him or he's going to break up with her, and there's going to be a great song about what a jerk he is. And I cannot <laughs> wait for that song. I just, like, maybe she'll call it, like, Loose End. I don't know. Um, she's tying up loose ends instead of a tight end or something. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing. If you use that, Venmo wait, at wait, Jeff Dash Levac. Wait a second. She's still on that shtick. I'm sure. She's still pay, doing that pays money. She's like 34 you, years old. She can't, she can't so do what? She's, when she's a teenager, I get it. You want to talk about your boyfriend breaking up with you, you're a teenager, fine. If you're in your early 20s, because here's what she is. If she's 34 years old. She's 33, sir. Okay. Please. I think she's 34. Oh, maybe you're right. I thought she just turned 34. I thought her birthday she's was 34 on December 13th. How do you not know this? I, I was going to say, her and I were very close in age. Uh, look, this is like the person on Facebook sharing their relationship constantly. Like, I would think when you hit your 30s, people would back off a little bit. You play you play the hits. You give the people what they want. Even the, the 30-year-olds? I mean, Hell yeah. her audience is changing. Like, if these are they, adults now. If they break up and we don't get a song, I'm going to feel ripped off. You are? I'm going to feel like this whole thing didn't it meant nothing to anyone. I don't think she's your demo, LeVac. I don't. Or you're shake her it demo. Off, shake it off. Whatever. I, I, I listen, let me a little T-swizzle. I don't care. I ain't proud. I don't really know any. I know the Shake It Off song. I like that one. I'll do that. If you see me, if that comes up on the truck, I'm, I'm driving along with the windows down. They're staying down. It's getting turned way up, and I'm singing along. I know you can't read this right now. and this is Oh, wow. Not, you're going to pick on me for reading dyslexic? Wow. Real nice. Not the best radio here, but this is the second consecutive day that Rachel, from our friend from GY and Kiss, has left song lyrics on the board. And yesterday it was, I know your trouble when you walked in. And I'm like, hmm, that's a Taylor Swift song. And now something terrible happened. I feel like she's just leaving Taylor Swift lyrics for us to sneak into the show. And if she is, it worked again for the second consecutive day. These women, they're crafty. They're smart. Yes, so. They're smarter than we are. Um, yeah, so, I, I again, so did we ever, we didn't decide, is is, is Brittany Mahomes cooler than we thought? Or is, she getting, or is Taylor being paid to hang out with her? I would say, you know, I'll, I'll go with choice A. I think choice B is just so outrageous. I have to go with choice. A. I, I think, think she's, she's normal. Paid. I think she's getting paid to hang over. Um, all right, 15 well, million bucks. I mean, well, I, I don't know the number. I don't know the contracted number. How much do you think she gets per show? 200, 300,000? Taylor Swift? Yeah. Gosh, that's a great question. Probably like 200K, probably at least, right? Sure. I won't argue with that. So let's, all right. So let's, let's go show uh, each hang is, uh, you know, let's say $300,000. So. We know they've hung out outside of football at least twice. The pictures are everywhere. Uh, a couple times in football. He probably owes her a couple mil. Probably owes her a couple million dollars for hanging out with his wife. <laughs> Imagine. Wouldn't you do that for your loving wife? No, I wouldn't. Wow. I would not pay. I mean, obviously not 300000 You don't have that. My wife is My has wife. a skill set. She is very easy to make friends. She is very bubbly. She is very easy to get along with. If she ever found out I was paying people to be her friend... I think she'd be very upset with me. What if you found out she was paying people to be your friend? What a twist. It's come full circle, Jeez. isn't it? I'm in the Matrix. I make good money. Uh, what, uh, no. uh, one, uh, one more crossover real quick. It says you won't admit that you would do that, whatever it takes. Uh, Patrick Dempsey is the people's sexiest man alive, I think. Yeah. So he's the people's sexiest man. 57-year-old 
That's McDreamy from Grey's Anatomy. I can't remember, but yeah, that sounds. Yeah, you're right. Uh, runner up, Pedro Pascal, Tim- Timothy Charlemagne, Usher. What is this? What is where? Why is Usher back? What what happened? Good looking guy. He's uh, doing He's the Super a Bowl good this looking year. Guy doing his Vegas residency. Jamie Fox, Lenny Kravitz, and also Philadelphia Eagles center Jason Kelsey. Yeah, the big guy, the big right. guy with the beard, the big guy with the beard. They did the sexiest athlete, and somehow Travis Kelsey won that. How can the sexiest athlete be Travis Kelsey when he wasn't a runner up for the sexiest man alive, but his brother, who is an athlete, was? Sounds like my MVP Offensive Player of the Year conversation from earlier this week. In a very tabloidish way, which I have brought to us, whether you like it or not. Yes, I agree with you. Guess what? Nadia, who we appreciate when she's out with us for live events. The last time we were at Mohawk Chevy, I believe. Honda. Last time we were at Mohawk Honda, I believe. I told you guys that 2023 was the year of the big man. Now, Jason Kelsey... Yeah. Sexiest man alive finalist, we'll call it. Yeah, runner up. Big man jelly roll last night. CMAs. Yeah. Get up there giving a speech. 37 years old, best new artist, whatever he is, 39. Big man. 39. Luke Combs, fast car. I've heard that song a million times the last two months. I hate big that. fella. I hate that song. This is the year of the big man. This is Levac and Goss come back to terrestrial radio. If that's not enough signs of the year of the big man, I don't know what else more you need. I got it. Good for you, Jason Kelsey. Big sexy. I don't all right. I like you got fired up there. We need Bartola Cologne back in Major League Baseball. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Isn't Ron Washington being back enough yeah, fun it, for everyone? It is. My man with the booger sugar. Um, all right. That's it. I just had to get some tablet out there. I got I just I'm convinced that that Taylor's supposed to be paid to hang out with Brittany, Brittany Mahomes. I'm convinced. And you're gonna have you're gonna and I I want my song when they break up. That's we said going into this, fiance, wife. Girlfriend, Levac and Goss can hit all the different demos. We just did that. We, we <laughs> promised you that we would do it. Who's doing it better? Hey, girl. Um, I, <laughs> did you want to talk about <laughs> USX Pest Control? I sure yeah. did, Levac. Okay. Everybody's saying USX Pest Control. This might be a different audience who is listening to this part of the podcast or this show right now. My marriage was fine before this. Taylor Swift just wrote a song about USX Best Control. If you are listening to this segment right now with your significant other or whoever it is, aunt, grandma, <laughs> USX Pest Control, have you noticed some bugs in your home? Have you been called crazy? No, no, no. I just saw something over there. I saw it flying around. I saw something on the kitchen table. You are right. He's wrong. You're right listening right now. And if you <laughs> want that out of your home right now, you call USX Pest Control. Levac and I know from experience, maybe sometimes our home isn't as clean as we'd like it to be. Fair. I hear my wife tell me that a lot. But there's some things we don't even know about. Maybe there's a room, a part of your home you're not in very often, you're not checking up on. The weather changing, an odd 2023. USX Pest Control came to our homes, set a game plan for us, and our homes have been safe since the summer. You can do the same thing. The free inspection, they help you with the game plan, and they come back months after that to make sure your home's safe. Levac, we know from experience. Yeah, you know the Taylor Swift song, I knew you could read Guano when you walked in. That's- it's about Tim. Um <laughs> USX Pest, he does the inspection. Schedule your free inspection today at USXPest.com. Top four at four is next. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980.